Welcome to another episode of the ROI Podcast presented by the Indiana University Kelly School of Business. I'm your host, Matt Martella. Here on the show, our mission is to help organizations make better business decisions. If this is your first time listening, we want to welcome you to the Kelly family. We're honored you decided to spend time with us today. If you're wrestling with a tough leadership decision and want some help, if you would like to nominate someone to be a guest on our show, or you just simply have an idea on how we can improve, send us an email to ROIPod, that's R-O-I-P-O-D at I-U-P-U-I dot E-D-U. So there are a few things that link generations together, and that's the beauty of observing and defining generations. Some of the greatest innovations throughout the course of humanity happen because of generational differences. From a generation who said, we will no longer judge a man or a woman by the color of their skin, but the character of their heart, to a generation determined to tear down a wall dividing Germany during the Cold War. Each generation longs to make their mark upon history. Yet, as each generation comes of age, so to speak, there are still struggles we all share, no matter how different we all seem. One of these similarities are aging parents. Every single generation reaches a point where taking care of mom and dad become a top priority. I witnessed the long hours and sacrifice required for this task when my mom, while working a full-time job and taking care of our family at home, also worked countless hours to help her mom and dad through the struggles of aging. A lot of us do not think about a plan to take care of our parents when they retire. How will we ensure their physical health, mental health, or even spiritual health? On this episode, we're sitting down with the executive director of Fox Run Retirement Community, Mike McCormick, and opening up a dialogue about how we start that conversation with our parents now so we can create an effective plan when that time comes. It's not an easy topic, but it is an important one. Mike McCormick, just want to thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. There's this stereotype out there as as parents or as people get older, um, you know, that we got to put them in a home or, you know, mom and dad can't take care of themselves. Or once they get a certain age, you know, we're just got to put them in someone else's care. And yet here at Fox Run, um, you know, you guys are doing something different. So I'd love to for you to open up and just kind of talk about the disruption um, Fox Run's bringing to the retirement communities. Well, let me just start off by talking about kind of the concept of uh, a retirement community or our retirement community. And the concept is really to bring the world into a smaller location where older adults can have every amenity service that they would have outside of our campus. And so the idea is really to bring everything into one location. So you have four, we have four restaurants and we have a health club and our own physicians and uh, every type of amenity and services that an older person would want is in one location. And so people have the ability to self-determine and choose how they want to live their lives. And as what we're seeing is in the retirement industry is that people want to make their own decisions, want to choose what their retirement is going to look like. It's not like it was 20, 30 years ago when people were talking about, you know, putting somebody in a home or choosing to, to you know, make a decision for your parents at the very last minute. The, this generation, the baby boomers are choosing how they want to retire. And so the great thing about this community is that we have the opportunity to give 
the people who live here can choose how they want to do. They wake up in the morning. Do I want to go to a lecture? Do I want to go on a uh, trip to the Detroit Institute of Arts or go to the baseball game? Or I want to go to a book club or, you know, we have 150 different activity groups. And, and so people that come together that are around the same age that enjoy life together can choose what they want to do. And the concept of a retirement community is to make it simple and easy for people to choose how they want to live. And I think that's an interesting point that, you know, talking about the whole independence, especially when you think of, you know, taking uh, mom, dad, or a loved one that you care about and putting them into a quote unquote home, you know, because that becomes the stereotype you think of when mom and dad can't take care of themselves. You got to ship them off somewhere to who can take care of them or, um, you know, but here you're kind of redefining that independence because, you know, you, like you said, with all these interest groups, I mean, just even someone who is retired back at home by themselves, you're almost kind of enhancing lives even to a higher degree because now here they, they're put into pe- with people who are like-minded, like age, like you said, before we started recording, um, you know, so talk about how this, how the independence <clears throat> part of what you guys do or how Fox run is actually enhancing independence or giving more independence and breaking more of that stereotype. Yeah. You know, I think a lot about the person who's living in their home right now, an 80 year old, 85 year old who is struggling, you know, struggling to maintain the home, maybe can't even go up the stairs anymore because of, you know, physical conditions. So they're confined to a smaller area. They want to go out to the doctors. They might have to rely on a son or a daughter to take them. Uh, if it's, you know, some sort of inclement weather, snow, ice, whatever, uh, that person kind of stays home for the day. And, uh, and I think about the life that that person lives, the stress that they have about hunkering down in my home and wanting to live there. And then I think about when people move to a, a community like ours and all of a sudden the, the greatest part, Matt, about my job is people move into a community like this and their lives become literally transformed because of the stress is removed. They move into a place where there's amenities and services. We take care of all the hassles and issues of life and they can just relax and enjoy their enjoy themselves they can choose what they want to do. They can, and so what I see day in and day out is people move into a retirement community and they have socialization opportunities that they can't have in their home. Here at Fox Run, there's 1,400 other people to enjoy life with, to eat, to eat dinner with every night, to swim in the pool, to work out in the health club with, to go to church with, to do all the things that they like to do in this one location. And so what happens is I see the stress is drops and people can live the lives they want to live for themselves. And so that is what I think is uh, the most exciting part about this type of environment, all the healthcare services I need, the socialization, the, 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 the great food, the friends to enjoy all that stuff comes together. And just really, I, I, I really believe that it accentuates people's lives, but I also believe that it saves people's lives 
Let's define some terms, you know, because a lot of people kind of assume just retirement and, and when you get into that, that retirement age that there's the, you know, you, you put people into a quote unquote home, but you know, this community, unlike many other communities, isn't, isn't a home, you know, there's a lot of independence. So define how Fox Run here and communities like Fox Run are different than like a nursing home, like what you normally think when, you, when you're talking about getting mom and dad, quote unquote, help. Sure. Um, there are lots of different levels of care, I would say, or levels of service. And, you know, there's lots of different, um, what I would say, retirement options that are out there. The one thing that distinguishes Fox Run is that we are a continuing care retirement community, which basically means people choose to move in to live independently as long as they can live independently. And if they need additional care services, they can have those care services in their home up to 24 hours a day in their independent living apartment if they need to, or if they need higher level, there are we have assisted living services where people will help with their activities of daily living, like bathing, dressing, their medication management, grooming, those things. People need a little bit extra help. There are also um, people that might have memory loss. And so you know that's becoming, obviously, as people are aging and living longer, memory, memory loss and dementia and Alzheimer's are becoming you know more prevalent. And so, at Fox Run, we also have a level of care that is memory care. So people that would benefit from a structured day, day programming to support their daily existence, we that, support, that service is here as well. And then there's another level of care, which you would call that traditional nursing home, which is called long-term care, which is people that really you know, need more extensive services, 24-hour nursing care. Um, in an environment that would support their medical needs as well as their social and their daily uh, activities of daily living. So those are all different levels of care and people have all sorts of different needs and they can transition between those different levels of care. People have the ability to live in their home, receive a number of different services to support their life and their living. But there's also, if they reach a point where they need extra support and care, they have that. And so when you look in the retirement industry, there's a wide smorgasbord of services. Some places are just a freestanding assisted living. Some places are just independent living. Some are just a memory care or a combination of any two or three of those. And what I believe is that a continuing care retirement community provides all the support that somebody's going to need for the rest of their life, no matter what might happen to them or what curveball may come their way. So- well, I would just say also this, most people move into a continuing care retirement community and they live in their independent living department for most of their life and then they, they pass away. And we can support people in that. That's how most people do live. But if they should need a higher level of care, that's also available. And I think that becomes part of an interesting conversation, you know, because as we see a lot of, you know, the baby boomers are kind of right into the heart or getting into the heart of, of retiring and becoming retired. So Gen X, you know, is kind of becoming the next generation, you know, to, to start retiring, which is going to leave a lot of millennials to have to start thinking about as their parents age, making some tough decisions of how do we give mom and dad the best care? You know, what do we, what do we, do we even start? Because we don't think about these things. I mean, it's until our families are in the midst of having to make these decisions. So right. 
what do you, what do you recommend for, you know, parents who are starting to age? How do those conversations begin between, you know, sons and daughters and mom and dad to start maybe focusing on how are we going to, when, when the time comes, what's going to be our plan? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one because every family is going to be different. Every parent's going to be different. You know, what we're seeing is that a lot more older people are making this decision on their own. They're seeing the benefits of, of living in a retirement community um, or choosing kind of, they're, they're better educated. How, how do I want my retirement to be? I think it's great for younger folks to really be talking to their parents about kind of what their plans are and, um, you know, what they're, what they, what they want their retirement to look like. I mean, I think that opening the conversation is always a good thing. Um, I think a lot of people want to stay in their homes and want to kind of hunker down in their homes and stay there as long as possible. And, you know, obviously I totally understand why people choose to do that, but, you know, and that can have a lot of benefits, but I think there's also um, staying there too long is, is the challenge too. Because when the home becomes an anchor on your back, um, that's when it's time to be able to make the move. And I think a lot of it is just open conversation with your parents uh, about what their plans are and when, and just relaying to them what you're seeing and helping to educate them or, and educate yourself on what, what's available and what's out there. What are you seeing in, in regards to, you know, those families who have mom and dad hunkered down at home as long as possible versus the families who do come, you know, to a community, you know, such as this one. Talk a little bit more about that idea of you can be more independent in a community like this than you could be at home hunkered down, like you've been saying. Yeah. You know, I think the, the biggest misconception that is in this industry is that moving to a a retirement community is a loss of my independence. And what I know is that it's a, actually for most people, no matter how good their life is, is in their home or anywhere else, it is gaining independence because in a smaller environment with all the amenities and services, you get to choose how you want to live your life. And when you're in your home and the, the choices could be limited or the dependency on other people is greater. And so here, um, people can choose, you know, how they want to live their life, you know, and, um, they can do their own banking because we have a bank here. We, they can work out with a personal trainer so they don't have to go to the health club if they don't want to. They, we have church services here so they can go to church instead of having to go outside. Now they can choose if they still drive and they want to do that, they can do, go do anything they want on the outside. But as they age Everything is here and they still get a chance to wake up in the morning and choose how I want to live my life. And I think that is empowering. Absolutely. And I think it's so interesting to, for, for even just the next generation that's got to take care of mom and dad and, you know, whoever they're kind of putting care with of taking that weight off. Because, you know, one thing that we were talking about before recording is there seems to be this difference in generation where it used to be you, you would be raised in a community you know, you'd go off to college, but then you'd find a job back home, you know, where mom and dad live and then kind of help raise and take care of them. But now we're seeing, um, these other generations are starting to want to go to college and then spread their wings and fly kind of mm -hmm. leaving mom and dad, um, back, back home. Yeah. I, I think that, um, family members be more mobile, living in different locations. The family unit isn't typically in the same area. 
uh, as it was 20, 30, 50 years ago. And so kids are moving to different locations for jobs and are much more transient, which is great. Um, but having that connection point for mom and dad within a retirement community and having eyes and ears and people that know mom and dad that can be in contact if there's a challenge or an issue is a real peace of mind. And I, I, I really think the greatest gift that um, the older generation can give to their kids is to make a determination of how they want to live their life earlier rather than wait for something to happen. And I think as humans, a lot of times we wait for something to happen rather than being proactive uh, in that situation. So it's a great gift for the next generation that mom and dad are in an environment where people who know them, if they see something you know that, that is challenging, that can get in touch with me to let me know um, how they're doing or if there's something that needs to happen. And I think the other thing that's going to be interesting is just you know, just the um, technology and what's going to be happening with telehealth and, and, you know, you know, Alexa and all, you know, there's so many, it's going to be amazing the next 10, 15, 20 years, what technology is going to be available, you know, to keep people in their homes longer. Um, But ultimately I do believe that, uh, um, you know, there's always that human component that is the most important thing. You know, I walk around Fox run you know, my goal is to know every person who lives here, to know who they are. We have 24-hour security on campus. And so if there's an issue that happens, our, our, our security team is available to provide. There's eyes and ears all around, all around the campus. And no matter how good technology is going to be in the future, there's nothing like that human interaction that, is, that happens here every day. Where do you see this industry evolving? What challenges or evolutions do you see this industry taking on? Yeah, it's, uh, there's no doubt that the baby boomers are redefining everything. So the first baby boomer uh, turned 65 in 2011. And by 2030, we're going to have 78 million baby boomers in our country. So the baby boomers are redefining everything. And they're a fun group because baby boomers want things the way they want them. And so uh, being really close to and understanding the changing trends that are, that are happening and what baby boomers are want is, is going to be really crucial to the success of any business. You know, we had a couple of years ago, um, a fellow moved in and said, hey, you know, you don't have pickleball. And pickleball has become a sport that's kind of, it's kind of like um, uh, table tennis, um, you know, cross between table tennis and uh, tennis. And it's just played on a smaller environment. And it, he came in and said, Hey, you don't have, you don't have, uh, you don't have pickleball. And, and we say, Hey, we don't know, even know what pickleball is. And he said, okay. And so we, we found a pickleball area and um, we now have two pickleball courts on campus. And we have about 40 people that play pickleball. They're probably pick, playing pickleball right now. Um, because just listening to those baby boomers and what they're saying, Hey, this is what we want. They're not shy. They're going to tell us what we want. Um, we know that they want more health, health and activity. So, you know, just recently we expanded our health club and every uh, new building that we build, um, we're putting in, you know, physical activity, hiking, outdoor activity. What do they want and how are we going to redefine? Dining is going to be incredibly different for the next generation. The silent generation was the generation before the baby boomers that basically were like, okay, 
you know, we, you know, we, we accept things the way you give them to, and the baby boomers say, no, 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 we are going to change it all up. We want to retire the way we want to retire and you better be, be nimble, uh, and, uh, really anticipating what the needs are of that generation. And with baby boomers being such a large percentage of the population, do you see as the baby boomers start to end that generation, we get into Gen X and, you know, kind of working its way down. Do you see any sort of drops or declines kind of in this industry with that? Or do you feel as though um, each generation is going to kind of bring its own challenges and kind of also have its, you know, moments where everyone's going to be able to adapt to, to accommodate? Listen, I, you know, and I hate to even generalize a, gener- uh, uh, a generation because I think every, everybody's different. Region- regionally, things are different. What might have work in Detroit might be completely different. I'm sure it's completely different in L.A., which is completely different in New York. People you know, geographically and individually are going to decide how they want to, to live their lives and how they want to, to retire. I don't think that's ever going to change. I think the days of the silent generation of we'll take what you give us are over. Every generation in the future, people are going to want what they want, and we just have to be nimble and anticipate what those are going to be, and then nimble enough to change as people let us know what they want. Let's say you had, you know, a, a family in here um, who's kind of having to deal with what what's our next steps. You know, mom and dad might be getting in that age where uh, they want to retire. You know. Kids may be in that age where, okay, we want to help. We want to do what's best. We want to make sure that they're taken care of. You know, so what what are some um, conversation starters or points that, you know, families can start having together to be proactive um, in order to figure out what the retirement plans are going to be so that way everyone can be supported with a clear understanding of what these next steps are going to look like? Yeah, I, gosh, um, I just, uh, like I said, I think it's opening up the channel of communication becoming educated on what's out there, um, you know, and just, um, being fluid with kind of what the future holds. I mean, I think everybody thinks that they're just going to live in their home and die. And, you know, as you get older, you know, life happens and things happen and health can happen and all sorts of situations and scenarios can, can change that. So I always just feel like early education is always the, is always the best thing. And so I would say, you know, get educated on, um, you know, what is out there, um, and available and just open up that conversation and dialogue, you know, on what, what your parents are thinking and what their plans are, you know, in today's world, you know, people are retiring later. You know, I think, uh, you know, my dad retired when he was 60 years old and I think that people are going to be retiring, you know, the baby boomers are going to be retiring maybe at 60, but mostly probably 67, 68, 70, 71. I think people are going to be working longer. And so um, I, I think that the open up that conversation, you know, when people are retire, retiring or, or moving on, it's just a really good thing to do. And, you know, and um just being aware and, and cognizant and, and able to reach out for resources when you need it. This has been another episode of the ROI podcast presented by the Indiana University Kelly School of Business. I'm your host, Matt Martella. Our mission is to help organizations make better business decisions. We'll see you next week.